Welcome to My Best Eleven podcast. Today we are joined by a Liverpool nut. Is probably the best way of putting it. Absolutely loves um, loves Liverpool. Um, it's also um, well known for his time with Lightning Seeds, um, big in Japan, and probably most famously known for um, writing probably England's greatest ever song, which is um, Three Lions. Um, and also, Arnie found out the other day, also wrote Life of Riley, um, which was also one of the backing tracks to Goal of the Month or Match Today Goal of the Goal of the Month for, for a little while as well. Today we are joined by Ian Brody. How are you, Ian? I'm good. I was just thinking it's the best England song. There's a very short list of good England songs. There's like probably one, possibly two. So I mean, the first or second on that list. Which what was is wrong good. with the Spice Girls song? That's, do you know what? That's who the second I, one. That's the one you meant to say. That was the second one. Marvin, how are you? So we got Ian on. You know Ian, Ian a, a little bit well, Marv? From, yeah, from, again, a connection with um, Rob. And from my playing career, Ian used to come to the games only when obviously Liverpool were playing, mind you. No, but, like, Luke he was is a, my second team. Luke's Luke second team. team. It is, it, it is, it is. And so, yeah, so got, got to know Ian um, quite a long time ago and um, re- remained like mutual friends and had a little reunion at Rob's um, birthday last month. And so, offered, and he came on. So, great to have him on here. Yeah, excellent. So we're going to talk a little bit about, um, also we're going to talk a little bit about with the World Cup coming up, England, but we're mostly here to focus on your team, the red side of Liverpool. So before we get into your team, why the red side and not the blue side? Yeah, well, when I was a kid, like my, my dad was Liverpool, my brothers were Liverpool. Uh, although, I th- yeah, I can't, I can't remember if Everton were any good at that period either because it was, you know, Shankly... When I first went to the games, probably about 1964, 65. So I'm not sure who would have been in charge at Evans, and, you know, whether I'm going through a good spell or a bad spell. But it was kind of always going to be Liverpool, except when I, when I was upset with my dad, I remember I used to say, right, I'm supporting Everton. And he'd say, go on. And I'd, for about a day, I'd try and support Everton, but didn't really feel like it fit, you know, so... I'd always go back to Liverpool. So I did switch around a little. Excellent. Till he till he relented on whatever I was asking for. So when you were growing up then, um, who did you pretend to be out on the street when you're kicking the ball? Funnily enough, I used to like to, you know, I was I was reminiscing with someone the other day because they were saying, Do you remember the World Cup final when England won? And I was reminiscing that I do remember that day and my brother and dad and everyone watching, and I had a football. And I used to like to go to the side of the house, this little garden at the side of the house, and kick it against the wall and be the guy. Go- I think I wanted to be a goalie then. And so oddly, it wasn't a little, I, I didn't picture myself as Tommy Lawrence. I kind of, I used to feel like I was Lev Yashin, who was a goalie in that World Cup. You know? But I do remember I preferred to kick the ball against the wall than actually watch the final. I remember coming back in and being quite glad we'd won and having a, an orange juice or something, you know what I mean? But, uh, didn't quite realise, you know, what a momentous occasion it was. <laughs> You'd have to wait so long um, no, <laughs> to get anything like it. Songs about it and singing it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So um, we're here to talk about your Liverpool eleven. First of all, first um, obvious question is: so um, the audience listening or wherever they are watching um, can try and guess. What formation are you going for with your 11? 
Well, I'm not really a technical, uh, so I don't really know. I think I'm going to go with the formation of players I like playing in the team in as near their position as they possibly can. But I'll go 4-4-2. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Excellent. So, well, I assume despite that, we have a goalie. So, we'll start off in goal. Um, and as Ian goes through, he's going to give us some clues. So, guess away, shout at the car, um, radio, if myself and Marv aren't guessing quick enough. Over so to you, Ian. Over to you with some clues. you for me to give you a yes. clue? It is. My <laughs> attempt at a seamless link. I think you'd get this quite fairly. There's only about, probably in the history, there were probably two or three goalies who you'd really uh, remember. Uh, so I would say... This international? Is well, Marv, give him a chance. I'm just trying to help. Is it an international? Jump it in there. Like, see, you know, I'm not telling you if he's an international. Okay, uh, okay. Um, a very a great guy. That's great my guy. A great guy. Okay. Did did he also play for Spurs? He didn't. So, what you mean? Is he Ray Clones? Um, <laughs> <laughs> very cleverly put, though. <laughs> it's not Ray Clemens. Okay. Oh, okay. And he is an international. Okay. Keep going. So he's international goalie. It's an international nice guy. He's a great guy. Seems to me to be a great guy. That's a, such a terrible clue, but he does seem to me to be a great guy. And his manager always describes him as a brilliant person. I've got down to two, Marvin. Well, I've had a guess. You've got, you've got All right. Oh, does, um, does he have slightly strange legs? <laughs> um, it's not Bruce Grobelar. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. not Bruce, and it's I, I, not. I, I, we we got, it, got we got some more, but it's not Bruce. Okay. And it's not Ray Clements. Interesting. Is he Spanish? He's not Spanish. So it's not Pepe Reina. No, he probably. I mean, I'm allowed modern day stuff on as well as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll go, I'll go yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. The, the current goalkeeper now. Yes. So Allison then. It's yeah. Allison. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. gave that away with just yeah. suddenly <laughs> worrying about because you were so <laughs> slow getting it. I was like, <laughs> am I not allowed to have? You know, am I not allowed to have a box? Yes, E, 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 E. You're 100% allowed to have that. But we were just, we're, like I said, because of obviously like the era where you come across, we're just trying to, we've done our research and we're thinking, hmm, there's some, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been an easy choice. He's, he's great. And obviously right. Bruce, famously for the penalties and what yeah. we like. Ray Clements, brilliant, should have seen more action in for England, but I think he was better than Peter Shilton, but but kind of, suppose, didn't pick him because, you know, he went to Spurs fairly early on. So, you know what I mean? He wasn't like a legend because he wasn't there that length of time. And I just adore Alisson. I think he's like, I just, you know, I, I don't think we've ever had, I mean, he's obviously, Brazil have got to be always one of the best teams in the world. And he's the goalkeeper of one of the best teams in the world. So I think he's our best goalie, really, you know, and he's great with his feet. Right. Yeah, I find it incredible, and it it's a little bit ironic. I suppose you're talking about Clements and Shilton. It's almost the same for Brazil with Edison and Allison. It's <laughs> yeah, they got it's two, two of them, the time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they're both great goalkeepers, aren't they? And you'd always think they used to be a bit dodgy. The Brazilian keeper would be yeah. the team, wouldn't it? You know, but now they're they're just. I mean, even even the Brazilian, yeah, they've got like really tough. Midfielder, yeah, they're, they're they're really different, probably to the to the sort of romantic, you know, yeah, team 
the seventies team that we remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. So, Alison's there. You said you like playing in goal, so that was your that was your favourite position for a little while. Um, did, you ever, did you ever get the chance to play? <laughs> did you ever get the chance to play? Locally and schoolboys and and work your way up or was it always a dream? No, not in, myself, not in goal. No, not in goal. I was always. Uh, they used to say they used to, my nickname was a bridge too far. I just never passed the ball. <laughs> you know, I, used, I was quite good at dribbling, but I just never knew when to release it. You know, I was in my own world. So it was it was the era of. I remember um, there was a player called Peter Thompson at Liverpool years ago. Yeah. That everyone used to say about him, he's brilliant, but he beats every player three times because he kind of goes back and beats him again and then beats him that way. And, you know, he never crosses the ball. You know, I think that I would have been Peter Thompson. Excellent. Interesting. Hey, Interesting. Uh, so just a, um, an, a, another little bit of a random question related to you, obviously you. Why music? How, was it, how, music, how did the music thing come about? Well, one of my earliest memories is... Um, you know, I was always wanting to go to the game and my dad and my uncles had season tickets, uh, which were hard to get for Liverpool at times, like 60s, Shankly era, Beatles happening in Liverpool. So every uh, Liverpool's a very musical place, a bit like Ireland. Everyone talks about music and football. They are really the two things. And eventually my dad, a midweek game, there was a spare ticket and he took me to my first game, him and my uncle. And my my memory is sort of walking in the floodlights. It was incredibly green to me, the pitch. You know, it was like red, so red, the kit. They were playing Leeds, white, red, green, floodlights. You know, this crowd. And it was like the first time I've ever seen my dad sing. And he's singing, you'll never walk alone. There's all these people singing, you'll never walk alone. And the copper singing Beatles songs. So I think the two things fused in my head really you know music football and to be fair that is Liverpool is music and football really that's kind of a lot of what the city's known for and the city breathes that kind of air so yeah so it was a so my first experience of football was kind of overwhelming but kind of musically overwhelming as well because it was you know music's such an amazing thing really you know when we're happiest or saddest or whatever that's what we do is we burst into song or it's either burst into song or burst into tears, whether you're losing or winning. So, you know, the two are very connected to me. Right. Oh, um, you said about there, um, obviously, you never walk alone. Um, which one gives you, out of interest, which one gives you more goosebumps hearing, hearing it sung or singing three lines or ne- you never walk alone? Walk alone. I mean, I love, I love when the crowd sings. I'm so proud. I'm so proud that yeah. I've written it. Uh, and and to be fair, when we wrote Three Lions, I, I had in my mind very much you'll never walk alone because it was, you know, when I was originally asked to write Three Lions and I originally said no because I just thought I don't want to be a cheerleader really, you know. And then when I thought about uh, you'll never walk alone, I thought, you know, that is a song about the fans, not the team. And it would be good to write that kind of song. And I think Three Lions is that it's 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 a song that in parts could be about any sports fan in any sport because it's kind of about losing but hoping. And mainly that's what being a fan is. You lose a lot more than you win, whoever you are. And it's kind of that togetherness and that kind of 
sort of temporary insanity, isn't it? How yitty is <laughs> and all weak. It's just, it's it's a type of madness, really, isn't it, that we all have about our team. Uh, and I think that's what you'll never walk alone reflects. It is community and stuff. It's, you know, it's about community being together, fighting adversity. Three Lions, to me, doesn't quite get to that height, but it is about, you know, just believing. It's a wish and a prayer and, you know, wanting to believe. Yeah. I mean, um, before we go on to the defence, I'm just going to ask, in terms of, because I don't know that I actually answered this, and you being musical, you may know a bit more about it. You'll never walk alone. Why, how did that become Liverpool's song? It's, it's an interesting history. I don't know exactly. I mean, it's obviously, it's from, uh, is it Carousel? Carousel, yeah. yeah. I know it's from that. Carousel. And, it, and originally it's sung, and it's, I think it was intended as a small song, but then the singer who sang it had a very operatic voice and it became a big song. And then I don't know quite how it ended up at sports, but it was sung by a few teams. And then I don't know. Celtic which, sing it as well, don't they? Celtic sing it. So I don't know what the connection is with that. And, and of course, uh, is it Dortmund singer, don't they? Yeah. And there's a few teams around the world. So I don't know how at first, I don't know how people found that song particularly, you know. But, um, yeah, I don't, it- I don't really know. Maybe it is to do with a kind of, um, you know, I think it's quite a working class song really, isn't it? Because it is about the community and, and you know, it, it takes on that connotation. Yeah. And I think very much... I don't know when they started singing it, but I do think it sort of suits those kind of Scottish managers that were great and came from yeah. those work in town. It sort of yeah. fits with that all that whole thing, doesn't it? You know, you'd be. I mean, obviously, if you're a Man United fan, you hate that song because you kind of have to. And we all love Glory Man United. We think that's such a brilliant song, but you know, <laughs> I think yeah. yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think there's any of the songs really. I think I've just got all I've got in my head now is all those top of the pops in the nineties yeah, with all the, the whole team, the FA Cup songs they used to do. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you know, and Liverpool have had a few. The Anfield rap, those, you know, I mean, and you are like, oh, you know, I never really wanted to do one of those, you know. Um, and so the song that you'd have to aspire to would be "Walk Alone," yeah. and it is a bit of a one-off and. It's just an undeniably, I think, yeah, if you had a song like that, you're lucky, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you know, I love yeah, that. And I, and I do it, when I go to the games, it reminds me of um, what happened and the screen just went weird. When you go to the games, it it reminds me of my dad and my own, and it makes me very emotional. So it's 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 just an emotional history, I think. And you, you know, it's sort of... It's very uh, emotion-evoking moment, right. and everything. It's always a moving, a moving kind of thing. You can't really help it, you know. To him, I suppose. Yeah, no, interesting. So we're going to move back to your start and back back to your best eleven. We'll go at right back, and I'm just going to tell the audience listening. Um, we were told a slight little story before off air um, by Ian that um, now this man, this player, may be in later. But he did say he's going to squeeze as many Liverpool amazing players in as possible. So Ian Rush may be at right back, people. He did let us know that. That's what I'm saying. This guy might not be a right back. You might be surprised. <laughs> Just a heads up. We could have any position anywhere on the pitch. But over to you, Ian. Well, my first clue will be this guy started as a right back and he would have made an amazing right back. 
I don't want to guess it. Not Ian Rush, that's my second clue. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Ian Rush. I think I know it's, it's one of two. I don't know. Yeah, it has to be. It's, okay, was he a captain of Liverpool? A hero, a captain, possibly maybe the best player, but that's debatable. And that's down to two then. Yes. Is he? Is both, he they're both Scottish. Current? Scottish? No. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying. I was, I, was going okay. the other, I was going the other way then. Oh, is he? Is he a current Premier League manager? He is. I think you know who he is. Andrew. Oh, of course, yeah. He did start a right back, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Good knowledge there, though. Good knowledge. Only a Liverpool I mean, fan. I'm a Liverpool. I'm a Liverpool fan as well. Ian. I'm a Liverpool. Okay, yeah, that's right. So that's how you know that. I forgot that. Yeah. Yes. So we've got Steven Gerrard at right back. Absolutely, yeah. Who, you know, and you're right. He would have been. He would have been a fantastic right back. Absolutely fantastic. Seems to remember in the Champions League final when they won the Champions League final. At the end, he, he reverted to right back because maybe someone got injured or Fid- something. Steve, was it Steve Finnan in that time? Was it that one? Was yeah, that the yeah. Milan three-three thing? Yeah, and he ended yeah. up at right back because they were so dangerous down that side. Maybe even, and he just you know snuffed out any danger. He was amazing even then. You know. Yeah, so Stevie sure. G, would he have been wasted there, do you think, in a way? Sorry? Wasted? Well, it's a bit like the Alexander-Arnold situation, isn't it? I, I feel like, especially with Liverpool at the minute, rejigging and trying to find a new way of playing, I'm like amazed that he doesn't want to just, and we're short of midfielders, I'm amazed he doesn't think this is the moment to put you know, him with Thiago into midfield. I'd love to see right. that. I'd love him now become a midfielder because everyone's criticising him as a defender. Take him out the firing line as well. Yeah, I, I think the def- I think it's harsh criticism because I think it is to do with the way we play. But his instinct is definitely he's not instinct. You know, I suppose defenders need to love to tackle, and I get the impression he loves to play a ball through and 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 create a chance. You know what I mean? And obviously, in the modern game, fullbacks do that. But it's hard to imagine that he wouldn't make a great midfielder, really, isn't it? Because he's got first touch, pass, tackle, energy. I just think, yeah, and and now might be the moment to sort of go, you know. And and I do think, like, and even though I'm saying that, I do think the criticism harsh. He's got Salah ahead of him, who doesn't give him much cover. And our tactic is for him to be right up the pitch. So a lot of the criticism he gets, and I think he is a good defender, as in one-in-one defending. But I think, like in the game yesterday, where he ran out of position into the wrong spot, was, I don't know what that was about, really. And and it does feel like every week it comes down that side. But having said that, he doesn't have a lot of protection. Um, and I think he's, you know, he is a good player, and he obviously makes up for that going forward. But I'd like to see him in midfield. I'm sorry, I've completely gone on a red hair. No, no, Ian, 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 I was just about to say, listen, I think, I mean, you're right in, in a lot of what you're saying, but I mean, a lot of the stuff what he's being criticised for is probably been positional sense, I think, a lot of it, rather than his one-on-one defending. And I mean, there's a couple of things why I, I think that is the case as well, is that there's so much footage now. There's no place. Back in the day, there was just match of the day. That's all you had, realistically. And you, you, you didn't really see as much games as you do now. So that's why it's been more. He's been more criticised, in my opinion. Yes, it's probably it's probably justified in some of the situations, but 
the game is so much more now on TV or on like highlights now. And there's so more, more opinionated like pundits who get paid money to, to talk information. So therefore it's hard. It's hard for him. Yeah. And it's fine margins. I mean, you know, I agree with you. There's all these pundits. I mean, yesterday it was really strange because after the game, essentially Jamie Renner, whoever that might be saying, you know, Arsenal are just by and far and like, you know, the best up with the best team in the country. Liverpool are really struggling. And I was like, we're going through a poor moment. But in the end, it was just a tale of two penalties, wasn't it? It was like right. there was a handball that for some reason was too close, even though this year it's not supposed to be about being too close. It's about the position of the arm. But yesterday it was because it was too close all of a sudden. And a very soft penalty that maybe was a penalty, probably wouldn't have been a foul outside the area. And I think Arsenal were the better team and deserved to win. So it's not sour grapes or anything like that. But I don't think it's suddenly that there's a vote, there's a massive gap between the stands of the two teams. It was like Arsenal were the better team yesterday and they kind of had a bit of luck and won. But it was, it was just those two incidents really that separated the team. So, but, and I think it's a bit the same with, with, with Alexander Arnold. It's a bit like, well, he ain't terrible. You know, you'd have him in your team, you know, he ain't terrible. And a lot of the criticism is, is over the top. But I still think that what you said, he's not an instinctive defender in his positional sense. Well, in that case, you know, put him in midfield because maybe yeah. he'll be an instinctive midfielder, you know. Yeah. No, interesting. So we're going to move across to left back. Stevie G is at right back. Who's at left back? It's a very good question. I need to <laughs> condemn one of my team to left back. It's going to be Peter Beardsley. Um, do you know what I'm going to go for a guy who has never played left back in his life (laughs) okay Okay, so this is a clue really this is a guy who's never played left back in his life but when he played for Liverpool he was so by far the best player and he was everywhere on the pitch he did everything he was like and and he, he would turn up in any position any time so I think even as a left back, he might be lacking what? a bit of height, but he'd be. An was amazing. he? What, was he a central midfielder? He wasn't. Well, even he, he wasn't even a defender. Well, yeah, was he a central? Did he play midfield? Did he play midfield? This player, attacking midfielder, I'd say. Maybe an attacker more. Is he Scandinavian? He's not Scandinavian, and this is this is probably the hardest one in my team because he's completely out of position. He would never associate it with you know, this person. Did he? Did he? Did, I'm going to throw a random question. Did he have long black curly perm hair? He did. <laughs> and he would love it that you got it. He would Come love on. it. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it Johnson? Johnson? Oh, no. No, it's a different oh, perm. Jeez. What, you going Craig Johnson? Yeah. The old Aussie, he, he was the, everywhere. He, he was everywhere. He would my best 11. No, this I didn't guy, think he... I didn't think he would... This is a clue. He would have loved it if you'd have got him. He'd have loved it. He had long black curly hair. Oh, well, you're playing Kevin Keegan at left back. He'd have loved it, yeah. Keegan. <laughs> he could win that. He'd love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess what I got, I was kind of... I was the who said that? Who said that? I was quoting, yeah. Kevin Keegan. Uh, Kevin Keegan back. because he could play anywhere and he ran everywhere. Yeah. And half the time he was at right back. He just, you know... That's true. He'd I'm just go everywhere, really. 
Thank you. So that was well guessed, even if it was just the hairstyle that gave him away. The hair, I know. I mean, there's so many players I say to Andrew. I mean, I literally, because the first, we said everywhere, I, I literally didn't forget about Keegan on our because he was such a big player for him. Mm. But like, you're right, he did, he was everywhere. He, he ran everywhere, yeah. but that was the first thing that come to my head. Craig Johnson was everywhere as well, to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the other guy that I could have had in my 11, which I haven't, who could have been at right back, really, maybe, was Emlyn Hughes, who no one ever quotes in a best Liverpool team, but he was actually yeah, really. pretty close, was fantastic. You know, he was, and he was a defender and a midfielder. I, I think so. At certain points, he was a centre half. Maybe. England as well. Played for England. It was captain yeah, for yeah. England on a few occasions. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and he's like a forgotten guy, really. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he was, he was in my team, but then he just got ousted towards the end. <laughs> so you've mentioned in there, obviously Alison, um, obviously separate from that, but Keegan being from a different part of England, but. Is it something as Liverpool fans, I know all fans say we love one of our own, he's one of our own, but is that something really special? Because I can't help but think that, obviously not being from Liverpool myself, that there's almost this, if he's one of our own, it almost is something extra. Um, and I know, like I said, I know Geordie's have it a little bit as well, but yeah, every well, club has it. Gerard Do you guys have it even more? Well, Gerard would fit that bill. But yeah, that's what made me think of it. Keegan came from Scunthorpe. And uh, and left for Hamburg, really. So I think um, I don't think there was that necessarily that feeling for Keegan. Although, but is there that feeling just generally in, as a Liverpool fan? Is there even? Oh. Do you think there's even more of a feeling? I mean, you look even in the '90s, you got Fowler, people like that coming. Is oh, there think, something think, about that? I think every club loves a player to come through the ranks, don't they? And yeah, no, every player loves that, and it can pick up a bad season. You know, when managers are in danger of being fired and they play a few lads that have come through yeah. the, you know, it delays it for a bit, doesn't it? Because everyone's like, he's giving those guys a chance. And they're, you know, they're our guys. Uh, and Liverpool have brought a lot of people through, really, you know, uh, from that era, like Fowler, McManaman, Michael Owen, all those people. And also, you know, in, in, this, in this time, they really try to bring some of the, kids through really don't they you know what I mean but I think it is so difficult now to to you know I mean you know obviously you've got Harvey Elliott coming through a bit but to be fair we brought him from Fulham so I I don't know really there's a guy called Tyler Morton who I think is going to be fantastic he's out on loan at Blackburn moment but I think he's like someone who's come through the ranks and I think he's going to be a real player yeah, who's that? If you guys just bought that Carvalho as well, Carvalho. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I just feel like I mean, I'd love him to come through. And he is a youth. He's a you know, he's young and and he's getting a chance in the team. I think he will be really good. I, I think he'll probably be better than Elliot, really. Uh, but we have just bought him off Fulham, so we can't really call him one. Claim as one of our own. <laughs> so we will move to centre backs, or I say right. centre backs loosely. <laughs> no, these are. <laughs> related to defence so I don't know I haven't really picked a side so I I wouldn't say one's left-sided and one's right-sided so you need a clue about one Scottish Um, yeah I was going to say that (laughs) yeah because I knew no so nothing win nothing with kids isn't in there he's not in there Mr Hanson although he's in I mean, I've had to leave out. I could do a second team that would I know. be 
a bit like trying to pick Paul McCartney's set list. You know, the one you leave out more hits than you than you put in. But you know, I just these are my two. I, this guy I, I put in because he the club won so much when he was playing. Was he an international? Yes. Was he an international for the other side of the RSC? No. What? I've got a feeling was he might he... Get back. Did <laughs> 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 he play for England? He did. I hope he. God, I hope Have you put Phil Neal at centre back? That's the guy. Yeah. He was a centre back, wasn't he? He played right back a lot. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was like I could have had him at right back and Kevin Keegan at centre back. Blew the whole thing. Yeah. I always yeah. think Phil Neal was a, was a centre half. Maybe was he a right? I'm sure he played centre half. I'm Bill sure Thompson. Bill period. Thompson played centre half. Bill Thompson and him. Oh well, I suppose was there only one centre? No, there was two centre halves in those days, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Two. So it's Bill Thompson the other one. No. No. no oh, yeah. okay. Good. Okay. So Phil Neal, Phil Neal, because Phil Neal uh, you to take all the penalties, I didn't he? Phil Neal out of position at centre-back. Uh, <laughs> he used to take the pe- pe- penalties. Was he a right-back? I remember him playing right-back a lot, eh? <laughs> sure. Do you know what? I've just become, I've got an adult memory. I'm obviously going senile. I just picture him at centre-back. I picture him <laughs> partnering. Who partnered Phil Thompson then? Because Alan Thompson and- was related and you had Gillespie and all those fellas. But yeah. Who was the second centre-half then at that time with Phil Thompson? Um, I don't know. You're going back now. You could have Lola? like Emin. Huh? Lola? Who? No. You got Emin Hughes, Tommy Smith. Emin Hughes midfield. Yeah, maybe it was Emin Hughes then. And Tommy Smith was was before that. Yeah. I thought it was Phil Neal, yeah. But, you know, he probably was the right there. So, right. next to Phil Neal. Yeah. Next to Phil Neal, we've got a guy who uh, is cool as a cucumber, really. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but... See, see, if we had not said him, I would have said that would Hansen. I would have no, said... No, uh, no, 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 no. He's an international Marvin, and he likes to wear tangerine. That's correct. Yeah. He's going through a bad patch. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Virgil van Dijk. That is, I think he's the best centre-back I've ever seen when he was two years ago when he won every tackle, everything. Yeah. I just, in the modern game, which is, you know, the, the reason I've got a couple of modern players in, because I do think it's harder now, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of, it's obviously, you know, the skillful players would have been kicked to bits, in, you know, a few years ago. But I still think it's harder to be a player now, you know. And I think Van Dijk, yeah, you know, he just... I've never seen anyone. Hansen was brilliant going forward, you know, playing in an amazing team, but I, I just... He pipped him, Van Dijk just picked yeah. him. Yeah. I think also, with great respect to the other players next to him, but people like Matip, um, I know he had... Was it Nathaniel Phillips for a while? He had all those players playing next to him for that time. He made every single one of them look good. And I mean that... I know they're professional footballers and they're a million times better than me, but do you know what I mean? That... Yeah, no, I agree. He's a he, he's a he's a captain, isn't he? Even though he's not the captain, he's he's telling people what to do. He takes responsibility. I think he's very very honest in his assessments after the games, and I think uh, he just seems like someone you'd want to be in the trenches with. Really, mm. someone who you know, like. And I think Canate will eventually be 
the right guy to partner in probably do you know what i mean though i think that when those two are really happening we're probably at our best at the moment you know but uh but yeah it would be harsh to, to not have him in a in a best 11 i think marvin do you reckon <coughs> that phil neil and virgil would work well together do you reckon those two would be a good partnership <laughs> well, they, well they do now he says that was what I meant. I was trying to be serious. <laughs> so my back line is Kevin Keegan, <laughs> Phil Neal, our position. I'm going to switch Phil Neal. I'm half time. I'm switching Phil Neal to the right and Kevin Keegan to the centre. And Stephen Gerrard. It's a hell of a back four, actually. Stephen is in. Stephen Gerrard, Stevie G, and like I think, and you're right. I think Keegan probably could have played. He, he could play left back. 100%. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, now, I, I've been an interesting team of those players. Now, it, it, but funny enough, it, now that you've got your back four out, we can mention some, like when I said that um, Andrew doing the, because I mean, I'm a Liverpool fan because like back in, was one of the first cup finals I saw as a kid when they lost to Man United. So that's why I was a Liverpool fan. But when I started thinking about who you might have picked and then off the top of my head and then actually doing the research, when I started looking, I thought, oh, my gosh, Steve Nichols, Steve Staunton. Um, I thought Mark, about them, yeah. Mark Lawrenson, all those players. I'm thinking it could be any It could be anyone who could have had that like affinity with him in a certain game. But, yeah, the, the choices are, are, are huge. They are huge, but I don't think there's... Steve Nichols was great, you know, size 50 boots or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And he was a, you know, a trooper and he was great. Steve Staunton was really... Actually, Steve Staunton, I didn't really think about. He was really good. I could have picked Steve Staunton. Jamie Carragher? Yeah, Carragher was all right, you know what I mean? He was all right, yeah. I was the same as him. I think he was all right. I think there's... Yeah. yeah. He had a lot of heart, didn't he? I don't think he was an Alan Hansen or or an Emily Hughes. There's a lot of players I'd have put in ahead of him. But I do think that fullbacks... Chris Lawler was great, you know, and, and, you know... But there, there, fullbacks. There, there isn't any real hero fullbacks for, for no. and certainly in the modern era, up till the two that we've got now, we had some rubbish centre backs right the way through the nineties, <laughs> and you know, really poor players. You know, Roscoe Talent. Well, I don't, I don't want to name players, but you know, have gone by the wayside. You know the. Reese was a good left back. Reese is probably a good left back. You know what I mean, but not consistent. What was the, no, no, the no. one? Yeah, that's. I think is it Reese? Is it Reese? Yeah, was he the Norwegian? Was he? Yeah, yeah, and he had the great yeah. shot. You know. Yes, yes, yes. He was a. But yes. you never felt like. You never felt. They always felt like we should buy a fullback. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If we could get one, you you you'd kind of. I never felt like. I think fullbacks haven't been our best. Uh, yeah, I mean, even, you know, the ones who are, you know, they are heroes and I love them. It was the guy who scored in the, uh, you know... Alan Kennedy. Final. Alan Kennedy? Yeah. yeah. Who? Alan Kennedy, the left back. Alan Kennedy, sorry, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you couldn't really say, you know, that he, yes. I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, they didn't, I just felt like I'd rather have Keegan in the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 100%. I know what you mean. Yep, fair enough, fair enough. Well, what we can do is we're going to pause it there, and when we come back, um, we will hear the rest of um, Ian Brody's My Best Liverpool 11.
Welcome back to the second part of Ian Brody's My Best 11. So far, we have Alison, Stephen Gerrard, Kevin Keegan, Phil Neal and Virgil van Dijk. Before we get into the rest of um, Ian's 11, hand straight over to you, Marv, for Marv's 60 seconds. Okay, E, um, Pele or Maradona? Pele. Controversial. All right, favourite other sport? The sport. God, I'm just a football fella, you know. Okay, like, all right. I'm, I'm that's fine. Sport. Sports, just football. Bundesliga, La Liga, or Syria for quality? La Liga. Golden goal or penalty shootout? Penalty shootout. VAR or no VAR? You can't put that cap back in the bag. I wish <laughs> a hard question to answer that because. <laughs> I wish I could uninvent VAR and it had never existed, but now it exists. We've got to have it. I hate it though. All right. Best ground you visited? Stadium. The tough one. That is, looks like. Anfield. Okay. Um, fish and chips, pie and chips, or pasta? Fish and chips. Beer, wine, or spirit? Wine. There's <laughs> another one then. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. One more, Marvin. Okay. Best player you've seen live? Got to be messy, really. Messy. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions then, because you say um, about uh, three lines coming out in a um, in a few weeks' time. Uh, so what brought about the the opinion to kind of to bring it back, really? Because um, obviously I know you, you haven't read reinvented it really since 98 what, what was the, the thought process behind it yeah I didn't actually think we'd ever do it again I, yeah I, I wished we hadn't done it in 98 to be honest I think we should just left it in 96 but um 98 was okay you know but 96 is the one so we, we'd kind of made a decision to just leave it uh, and it's been a fantastic thing the way it's re-emerged and a couple of times and it re-emerged in 2020 and and all the memes and everything and 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 I've had a funny relationship with that song because it obviously defines me to a degree and I used to think you know I've done better things than that but then when I was watching all the memes and you had like the Queen's Guard doing an instrumental version of it and school choirs and every kind of you know ukuleles and everything and I was thinking well you know it is pretty good <laughs> Uh, you know, be able to be adapted in that way. Uh, and then it became sort of everyone's song. And I, I you know, I've got, I like playing it now. It's kind of separate from everything we do. And I can only play it right at the end of the show. But I do enjoy playing it. I think everyone kind of, it's almost like smiles. And it's almost, you know, it's almost like, always look on the bright side of life. You know, it's just that thing that you go, ah, oh, yeah, you know, like a lot. So I'm very proud of it and very pleased with it. Um, so I was feeling good on that and probably wouldn't have touched it. But then with the current, like, you know, we're going to have a football World Cup at Christmas, which even just saying it out loud and for terrible reasons, you know, like terrible reasons, although, you know, that's all, you know, just forgetting all that, it is a World Cup. And I want yeah. to, I Are you going want out to it? Just to be going out I to start, it? I doubt it. I, it, I, it depends how well England do as to whether I end up out there, I suppose. But I have been to Qatar because I went out when Liverpool did the Liverpool Club Cup final. Yeah. 
So I, I've been out there and it was, the stadium was great and it was, it was pretty, it was great. Uh, I have to say, you know, everyone there, it was very cool. Uh, so, you know, I don't think that's a concern. But, yeah. Um, Sorry, I interrupted you. But yeah, so, so you're, yeah. So, you, so you bought it back. Was it your idea or was it well, Frank or David's or? I think we, we had a chat and we decided that obviously because it's Christmas and you, and the, you know, that it, it might be fun to do a, a football Christmas single, which, you know, no one's ever done. Uh, and it obviously lyrically, you know, it led to a lot of um, possibilities because, and I think it's not meant to replace Three Lions 96. It's just purely for this moment. And it's more, uh, less pathos. I think it's more of a, more funny. And it's just to mark the occasion of a Christmas World Cup and and then what sealed it for us really was watching the Lionesses because it was so great how it was great watching them play but it was also great seeing them off the pitch and the whole way they just didn't act like the multi-millionaire blokes really do you know what I mean it was just a, a lovely charm and innocence about them in interviews and I think what sealed the deal was when they all burst into the press conference and sang Three Lions or the Lionesses. We just felt like we should do something to celebrate them winning and also there being a Christmas World Cup. So it kind of right. pushed it over the edge and we thought, let's do this. That's amazing. That's, that's, that's great to hear. That's awesome to hear. And um, so obviously that's what, you're, that's what you're bringing out. When's it, when's it coming out? When's it um, launched? I think, I think it comes out. I was filming a video for it the other day. It was good seeing Frank Skinner dressed up as Noddy Holder, and uh, and I swear, it, it I couldn't. I thought it was Noddy Holder. It was main. Well, he doesn't and have to put on the accent, does he? He didn't speak, but he had the hat on, you know, with them and the suit in, you know, and he just it was amazing. He just transformed into him, you know. Uh, that was really cool, you know, and. Uh, yeah, no, it was a bit weird doing the video, though. I have to say, it was quite a strange experience to be back, you know, doing that. Yeah. Um, Are the players involved? Obviously, the Lionesses and the the men's team, or uh, well, I, I I can't say. I can't say. Okay. Was, I mean, hopefully, I I wasn't there, but I believe uh, that there might be a couple of Lionesses involved, and Sir Jeff Hurst was was Santa Claus in it, which was good. Oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> There's a Excellent. few moments in it. It was very funny. So yes, hopefully that'll be that'll be quite a laugh. Uh, Fantastic. It's, it's strange to be doing that, you know, 28 years later or whatever. You know. Yeah. And I'm just gonna ask one more question on England. Realistically, how far can we go? I'm never realistic about you know. Are you an optimist? Are you are you a football optimist or a lines. football pessimist? Well, that's the whole point about three lines, isn't it? It's like We'll never, I'll never stop believing that Liverpool will win everything. Can I, can I, as, a, as living in Australia, I get really frustrated because all the Aussies believe it's an, it's an arrogant song. Oh, they yeah. all believe I, I, it's I about us saying it's coming home. We have a right to it. it but they misunderstand it. Um, it was written for the competition that was held in England and in anticipation of there being a, a competition hell in England that's the it's coming home yeah but it's also about 30 years of hurt it's about <laughs> so yeah. pessimistically or optimistically how are England going to go and you don't miss even if you don't I, want to say I, it at I, stage are you pessimistic or optimistic 
I have to say, though, I am amazed that anyone could think that was an arrogant song. It's such a strange... Uh, it's a bit like... It is strange how people feel about songs. It's funny because it just makes me... Um, you know, when Donald Trump was using Born in the USA, and of course, Born in the USA is about how terribly hard it is to be born in the USA and to fight, you know, it's the opposite of what he thinks it is. Yeah. And recently, Liz Truss here just used my friend Mike Pickering's song, Moving On Up. You know, and the second line is, you took a sip from the devil's cup. And, and it's all about you trying to push past everyone to get to the top, you know, but people just don't care, do they? They just have a, and I think it's a bit like that with Three Lions, you know, I'd just say to all the folk in Australia, you know, listen to the words because it couldn't be further from arrogant. Oh, I, I, I have to argue it every time. It's just really, that's what they say to me. They go, it's the English football, maybe they get it because of the pommies and all that kind of phrase, but that's that's the that's what I get back from. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm going to keep asking. England, are we going to go far or pessimistic or optimistic? And I'll ask you, Marvin. Avoid answering that question. That's that's fine. That's fine. If you want to avoid it, that's fine. Marvin, I'll answer it. Listen, quarterfinals be more than happy with how the form, the team, the quarterfinals will be fantastic. Quarterfinals will be fantastic. It's funny with the World Cup, isn't it? Because really, you have to win three big games usually. If you can win three big games, you probably win the World Cup or you're in the final. I think there should be an expectation. I think it would be difficult, but we should have an expectation to get out of the group. I think it's it's doable for us. Yeah. But And I do think that England are in terrible form, but I remember they always used to win every friendly under all, you know, all these managers that we had. Mm. And then we'd get to the World Cup and we wouldn't score a goal or win a game. Yeah. Be out, you know? So I don't really know how much that means. I think they need to get into the zone. And you've got to say now, we know how to play in tournaments. Yeah, except our biggest weakness is we don't have centre-halves, you know. And, and I find it strange that he's... I, I feel a bit sorry for Maguire because I feel like, you know, he went to Manchester United for so much money. And really, he's kind of a good Leicester or yeah. centre-half, isn't he? And, and since people wanted more of him, it's kind of destroyed him a little bit, his confidence. And you just feel like it's not a criticism of him as a player or getting at him or anything like that. But I just feel like it's just written in the stars for him to make a mistake and be blamed for everything or yeah. miss a penalty. Or and I just think I would just I just wouldn't be playing him right now. Do you know what I mean? And I'd be finding whatever combination, whether it's stones, means, or whatever it has to be. I think sometimes it's just just someone can be accident-prone, can't they, or something. And right now, Maguire, it's almost like he's the equivalent of accident-prone. I just wouldn't want to... I just really feel for him as a, as a bloke. It would be a mercy to just take him out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right now, I'm, I'm, I'm over here, they're, they're, they're seen as third favourites. It's like Brazil, France, and then England. To win wow, it. not Belgium. Or Argentina. No, yeah. in my, on the on the on the bet, bet in, um, form now is here. It's like Brazil, France, and England. Aren't Argentina undefeated in 34, 35 I know, that's games? What I, that's what I would have thought. Yeah. You know? Crazy. But I do think form does go out the window when you get to the World Cup. It is because it's. I think for the players as well. You know, you're really more worried about your club at that point, aren't you? You'd like to play for England, but 
you're in the midst of a campaign. I think when 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 you get to be in a training camp for two or three weeks, really zone on in on it, become a team, bonds. Do you know what I mean? On the but that's going to be the interesting team because they're not getting that because they're there. They get what eight days, nine days. They're not even getting yeah, that. I think this training World camp. Cup, yeah, this World Cup's going to be so strange. But I do think. You know, going forward, I think Foden's an amazing player. I think Grealish has been into amazing form. I think Harry Kane's great. Tony's really good. I think midfield-wise, you know, you've got Rice. You've got a few people in midfield who are okay, you know, as good as anything. And I think it's the defence. And I think fullback-wise, we've got great players as well. I mean, we have got a great generation of players. It's just the centre-back thing. And I think... Yeah. And I also think Gareth Southgate... I hope he's learned from the last tournament where you can be pragmatic and, and obviously we have to protect the, the defence, but there's a moment to be brave. And if you ever want to be winning anything or doing something, you have to recognise the moment to be brave. And I thought, you know, people say he did fantastically well getting to the final uh, in the Euros, but actually we had a really easy route to the final. Well, not that easy. I mean, it was easier in the World Cup before, you could say. Beat the Germans you know, still. Yeah, we did. We did. That was a, that was a tough game. But I just, I just think it was such a missed opportunity. We, a goal up and we just sat back and I thought... The we scored too early. Yeah, but the, the Italian team... Yeah, I don't know about I know, You know what I mean? When, just, when, he's, uh, when you got Southgate as a manager... I think we scored too early because you know what's going to come next. Yeah, but, I, you know, I just think he just was, it was just, it wasn't great. You know, there was a moment when they were bringing strikes. And, you know, we were just sitting back waiting for them to score. Yes. And we were playing for penalties. It was, and it was exactly the opposite of what the Lionesses did. Exactly. She brought on the striker and they went for it and they won. And it's like you win or you lose. Yeah. But you kind of got to walk away thinking, we gave that everything, we, you know, you know, just that reluctance to put Grealish on any time. I, I don't know, just, and I thought it was, you know, I, I, you know, I just felt like on at the big moments, which are the moments, and you need a little bit of luck, but the big moments, and I, and I, and I'm, I sound like I'm giving him a hard time. I think he's actually off the pitch, done a fantastic job. When you look at the stating when we're in and the wags and the untogetherness and the whole shambles that is the FA, basically. You know, he's kind of gone in there and really given them a chance. So, you know, on the one hand, you're like, he's done an amazing job, but just those moments. And, I, and I'm hoping that he'll have learned from that and he'll just pick his moment to be brave, really. I, you know, maybe he will. You know. Who knows? But we're here to talk about... Sorry, we did digress, but we're here to talk about your Liverpool team. Um, oh, and we'll oh, get back... I've got to look. We'll get back to your best 11. Um, do you want to go right-hand side or left-hand side first of midfield? Well, these are just midfielders, aren't they? They're in a switching formation. Oh, okay. Whichever one you Actually, like first, then. Yeah, OK. So this guy, people, he, he's almost a little bit of a forgotten man. And I think he's actually one of the players of his generation. Was uh, worldwide. I think you'd struggle to find a better midfielder at that time. Was he Scottish? He was not Scottish. Ooh. Surprisingly, I don't want to go for my guess earlier, but I'm going to say it again. 
Was he Scandinavian? Wasn't Scandinavian. I don't know who you're getting at there. Yeah, Mulby. I thought Mulby, okay. Yeah. So I, can't, so I can't remember if he was Norwegian or Danish or what. Injury problems. And I was, and I was going down the route. And I was going down the route of Sunis, Graham Sunis. I was. Well, I don't know what the rules are in this because he is in my team, but not the one I picked. Oh, damn. Like, shit. Do you know Zoddy. what I mean? Right. So, he, so I can't, you know. What would you want to put Graham Sunis in now then? If he's yeah, in the, the yeah, field. Yeah, I'll say. If he's in Graham the field, we'll go Sunis and then we'll get back yeah. to that one. Because he is Scottish. So what you do, we've got three midfielders here. And, I, and I, actually, I've only got two. But no, three. Uh, three. Four. Four. Uh, but one of them is Keegan. So soon as is in there. Soon as he's in there. Soon as he's in my team. Yeah, he just pipped Emily Hughes, who right. I think is a midfielder, but could have been a, could have been a defender. Uh, I mean... Sunis, I mean, what, I mean, what do you like about Sunis? I mean, he, when you said about the worldwide, because he was one of those first players who literally a long time ago went to, was it Sampdoria? Yeah, you've you've Shut the door because it's noisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was one of the Italian teams, wasn't it? He, you're right. He was one of the first ones. A lot yeah, of actually, was one of the ironically, f- a lot of those Liverpool boys, because Rush did it then and... Yeah, so yeah, he went to yeah. Sampdoria, and that's why I thought it was him you was talking about because like that's that was quite rare back then for like a, a player. Such a different game, wasn't it? So it was, you know, he was a hard man, wasn't he? He was a hard man, but he could was, play. He could play. He was a really good player when he yeah. And we had a few hard men. We had Tommy Smith. Would you say Jimmy Case? Jimmy Case. Jimmy, Jimmy Case. And and there was a there was not Sammy Lee. Man. Yeah, I don't know. He was a little little guy, but I was a bit of a hard nut, though. Yeah, he was what? Oh, was, no. Yeah, Alan, Alan no. There was another Kennedy, wasn't there? No, not Alan, Alan uh, Mark. No, what was his name Ray Kennedy? Ray Kennedy. Ray, he was a great midfielder. He, he went to great. Arsenal as well, didn't he? He went to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah he was a great player. You know, um, I don't, don't want to say anyone else. Yes, well, I'm not saying anybody else. else. Yeah, well, yeah. he's not in my team. So we'll go back to your original clue, which was. Dude. It was, World, I think he was a far better player, probably football-wise, than Graham Sunis, but he was not a hard man. In fact, he famously, you know, he used to have a quote about saying, what was it he was saying? So I can't remember the quote. I'm something about you never need to make a foul if you time your tackle well. And, and he rarely fouled anyone. It's just the eras. The eras could also stuff us up a treat, Marv. He could be talking well, about okay, somebody. Okay, okay, okay. He could be talking give, about Jordan give, Henderson. It, it, give us a clue. E, e, e. Give us a clue. What other, because I'm guessing this, what other club did he play for? I know it might have played for. That's a big clue, though. Okay, then. Okay. Brother, I'm thinking. I'm going to say this because he might be your team, but might not be the player again. Was he, was he left-footed, predominantly left-footed? Oh, I don't know. That's a real Kerbal question. <laughs> yeah, it was. What was his hat size? <laughs> uh, um, he's someone who you just don't doesn't spring to mind, but if you think about it, I would okay, say... I'm going to chuck it out there. Did he score from the halfway line? He did. Oh, do you know what? I thought it might be him. Did he um, score from the halfway line against the greatest team in the world? That's I'm what not- I Alonso would be too easy a clue. I was there. Danny Alonso. Oh, yes. that was such a it yeah. was such an amazing game that game. 
Oh, honestly, yeah. I was, I was beyond the goal for half. So well in the first half, didn't they? You know, it was like... Yes. Xavi Alonso. Yep, Xavi Alonso. And, uh, yeah, no one ever thinks of him, but he, what a player. You know, what yeah. a player. Mad that he was even at Liverpool, really, you know, as a young Spanish player. But then amazing for Bayern Munich, amazing for Real Madrid, won everything. Clever footballer. He used to have that quote, didn't he, about, you know... I don't need to foul anyone if I time, you know, and he, and he rarely, rarely did. He yeah. kind of got crocked by Frank Lampard once, but that, you know, um, yeah, no, he was, he was just, and, and the midfield that he played in, I'm just checking out if we got any of the others in. It would have been him, Stevie G. And Mascherano. And, and maybe Hamad, Deep Mohammed, or was that before, or was that after him? Yeah. Didi Hammond, around that time, wasn't it? Didi Hammond, yeah, I think so, yeah. It would be Didi Hammond, wouldn't it? And that was that was a great midfield, really. You know, when yeah. you think about it, that was an amazing midfield. It's amazing. Where is he? Just, he's just taken. Is he Leverkusen? He's Leipzig. just become manager somewhere, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, is it Leipzig or? or it's or, oh, yeah, it's somewhere over there. Yeah, you yeah. might be right. Somewhere yeah. there. Xavier Alonso, Graham Souness. Have you got well three or four in midfield? You got four. Four. You said four midfielders. Yeah, this is a midfielder. I think you know it's, it's he's he's a, an attacking midfielder, and he's probably. You know, the trouble is with Liverpool, some very obvious choices. You can't help it. They're, they're just... They're very well. And this, I think, when you were asking about a player who I think is the best player I've ever seen in real life, I actually... He sprang to mind, but I, I had to go with Messi. But I think... I thought to watch him, he was probably my favourite player ever in a Liverpool side to watch. And he was a great scorer of goals... Passer of the ball and dribbler. It's got to be Sir, got to be Sir Kenny, isn't it? No. I don't know. He's not I the mean, one. He's in, is he a midfielder? Kenny's over. I said he could play attacking. That's what I was kind of... Mm-hmm. And who knows? I said to, I said to Marv off here, I said, yeah, we, Bruce Grobelar in, we could have Bruce Grobelar in this team. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean... He's in your team, isn't he? Kenny Daglish is in my team, yeah. You're right. So, yeah, I know. And, and then, Andrew, you mean, I, would have, yeah, I, I know he, could, he would have been a easy score a goal with more of a forward who drops back. He, he'd be more of a forward line. Yeah, he's the... So, we still, we, we have to, let's go on to Kenny then. Let's move on to Kenny then. So, Kenny, okay. sorry. We'll put, so, Kenny's up front. So, Kenneth, I would say, is, you know, behind the main striker, um, whoever that might be. And... I mean, but he's the greatest player you've ever seen on a pitch. I don't think Kenny Daglish is the greatest player I've ever seen no. on the pitch. This so other player, player. Oh, sorry, the other player is sorry. Yes. Yeah, I think he was a, he was an unbelievable player, Kenny Daglish, and he was obviously a talisman. And he took over from Kevin Keegan, and you know I love Kenny Daglish. I adore him, and he's remained, you know, obviously still so active in the club, you know, and and even just throughout the the whole Hillsborough thing and the way he acted to it and still acts and all the work he does, which I, I mean, he's just a sort of a hero off the pitch. He's like a statesman uh, of a club in a way. He's just great, you know, and, and yeah. uh, you know, I think he's, 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 a, he, he's a statesman for the city. and mm. for, the, for, for the younger fans. Growing up. Sorry, sorry, Marv. You I was going to say, favourite player growing up, as well as, I mean, obviously watching the cup final in 77, Obviously, he wasn't there yet, but then supporting Liverpool, having like posters on my wall of Kenny Douglas, and then fast forward to 88, um, 
playing at Anfield and he was playing manager um, yeah. because he brought himself on. And so it was like, like a Did little bit started, the like, game against you. Yeah. So I'm starting a little oh, bit okay. like, yeah. it was, it was, a, it was a year they, um, cause they were playing Wimbledon. I had to go play Wimbledon in the cup final the following oh, week. Yeah. He didn't want to have too many injuries. And back then there was only two serves. And so he brought himself on and it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going, it's Kenny Dugleach. <laughs> I'm marking Kenny Dugleach at Anfield. It's like, I mean, That's I can't even remember what the score was, but I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where you think as a as a kid growing up, you know, you're supporting Liverpool, and then now, I mean, you've, you've watched him on TV, and now you're actually playing against him. It's like, yeah, like That's surreal. Amazing, yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Mark, for for the younger, tackle who do you, you think Kenny Dalglish is closest to these days? Who do I think? In yeah, either of you. Who do you think Kenny Dalglish is most like in the modern era for the younger fans? I was, I was seeing him play, but for younger, for it, younger it, listeners in Liverpool or, um, or across across the Premier League, or who's he most? I don't, think, I don't. I don't think there's anyone who's like as close to him. Any the closest person I could think who would be similar in in how they supplied goals for people would be Peter Beardsley. Mm. That sort so of like, like he didn't he have was, the strength that he didn't have. No, to but he was a, he was more of a dribbler, Beardsley. With, with let's like, yeah. so Kenny was a player, yeah. Houghton Beardsley and uh, you know, like Dagleish, you know, they're, they're all you know, Houghton wasn't in the league of what's his name, but I think, um, in the modern game, just not for Liverpool, is there anyone who does that who just it's it's kind of an old fashioned, I don't think in the modern it game. Is. Ben, to kind of, but I'm going to say Benzema as much as I'm kind of, because he's got a bit of size about him. He's got he can dribble. I mean, but he wasn't a dribbler, was he? Though, so Kenny wasn't a dribbler. But he, he was, but he could. Yeah, he was kind of. Um, he just couldn't touch. get the ball off him, could you? Yeah, you know his I mean? touch, his control he was like see a pass, see an ice cold in front of goal, score, yeah. make a goal, link the team. Yeah. Um, I, I think he'd have been a midfielder now, wouldn't he? Also, or a, right, or, yeah, you know what I mean? definitely. He'd have been yeah, so we've got Dalglish up front. We've still got a couple of centre mids. Going back to your guy, the guy you He's said is probably the guy that I'm originally yes, the, it, the greatest it, guy. It, this is the greatest player I've ever seen. He's I. He's my favorite. I would don't know if he, like my favorite player to watch. I go back. I okay. I go back to what I said earlier on when you said, "Oh, that's a bit random." Was he predominantly left-footed? Yeah, I don't really know the answer to that. Okay, question. then. I was a, yeah, maybe. Uh, I would say maybe. Okay, okay. Listen, I'm going to just spread it out there. John Barnes. That's John Barnes, yeah. Yeah, no, it's John yeah, Barnes. That's, that's, I, I just yeah. thought he was, you know, fantastic. Yeah. And even when he got a bit older and he sat back in midfield and he played through the kids and all that, you know, and he would, you know, he was just, he was just another level. Yeah, I was watching a clip reel of his goals, and it's just like headers, shots, dribble, left foot, right foot, corners. It, it just uh, such a complete player. Big, tackled, won the ball back, got booted around, withstood it. Just um, you know, uh, amazing. Actually, an amazing. Uh, you know, do you do you do you remember the time? Be, sorry, do you remember the time when they signed him? from um, that team well, down the road. And it was a case where it's like, because they were used to like probably playing a little bit more like direct, shall we say, to be polite. And it was a case where, hmm, they've signed this guy from there. And 
even then he did show glimpses of being at that place of great ball control and great skill. He just never disappointed. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was that different for a Liverpool signing because we'd had Stevie Highway and we'd had, you know, they did used to have a winger kind of thing. But I think John Barnes came and I thought he'd be good. But then he just, every time, he just got better and better and just could then would do something else. And, you know, obviously he's playing in a great team, but it was, he just never disappointed you, you know what I mean? He just, uh, and it was every week, just every week, he'd just be great. You know, every time he played, you rarely saw him have an off game, you know. The only time he had off games is when he was brought on at the last minute on the wrong position for England. <laughs> so, Johnny Barnes, Xavi Alonso, Graham Souness, who makes up the four? Well, we've got Doug Leash. Um, we've got two left. We've got a striker and another midfielder okay. from my... Which do we want to go for? So We'll finish off guy... the midfield. Okay. Well, this guy is a striker, but he used to drop back, win the ball, score goals, dribble, you know, and he, he was an amazing player. He deserved to play in a better Liverpool side, really. So it has to be in the 90s from that comment. He's not saying, he's not saying. He no, it deserves. is. So he's it has to be one or two. The 90s, I don't think so. I think it might be See? early 2000s, maybe. He deserves to play in a better... Oh, OK, I'm just going to chuck it out there then. Even though I don't, it might be. Michael Owen. Not Michael Owen. Deserves to play in a better... Because that early noughties, you still won the treble cup, didn't you? Oh! It was after that. Oh. So it was around that Benitez, before Benitez came in, and that little gap there. Actually, it was after that. Did he play... Oh, um, there's all my clues. I mean, he deserved to... He, Did he play for Chelsea as well? No. So it's not Torres. It was, it was, it was in the Brendan Rodgers era. Oh, John Joe I, I think they weren't a great team, but they had great players. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Um, did he end up? Yeah. Okay. Did he? Did he like to eat things that weren't he was normally a nasty piece of work? Sorry. Yeah. He was a nasty piece of work. Yeah. yeah. He he loved a good chomping of food or other the stuff. The Uruguayan. Yes. The Uruguayan. Absolutely. That's the boy. Yes. And what a player, Luis Suarez for Liverpool. Yeah. Luis Suarez. And you signed him. On the same day as you sold Torres, was it? Because he was a replacement for Torres, wasn't he? He was the replacement for Torres, definitely. Yeah. And, um, but, he, you know, and, and he almost single-handed, you know, that season where we, we finished second, I think. And we had, a, you know, we had a really good team. And I think we, it was, was it Benitez? No, it wasn't Benitez. It was, it was Brendan Rodgers, yeah, definitely. He played Who signed him? No, it was, uh, wasn't it Kenny Dalglish signed him? No, I think it was right. Dalglish because Dalglish was with him and Andy Carroll in the same photo op. Did he come at the same? No, I think it was uh, Jordan Henderson and Andy Carroll in, when they signed the two players, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, but you got him from Ajax, and he was he was a great player. I th- oh, well, he definitely when we nearly won the league, that was Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, because that was the Gerard um, slip, wasn't it? That slip. season, slip. yeah, yeah. Was was I'm getting confused here. Was, was Daglish? Yeah, Daglish was after Benitez, wasn't he? The second time. It was after Benitez, was it? And he managed the second. I'll look time. it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it was after Benitez. And then you got Brendan Rodgers. New owners came in, got rid of, of Daglish and put um, 
No, no, it was under Daglish. You're right, it was Daglish. It was under Daglish. It's yeah. t-shirts, wasn't it? They supported him when there was the the, the scandal with um, I forgot his name, French United defender Patrice Evra. Patrice Evra. Yeah, and they yeah. miss misread the situation in Daglish, and I think that's yeah, and that was so. It must have been Daglish he played for then. But yeah. uh, but I'm sure we nearly won the league with him. It was. It was him, Sterling. And somebody else, I can't remember who else it was. Oh, um, yeah. no, the Sturridge. That was it, Sturridge. yeah. Sturridge, Sturridge. Sturridge, Sterling and Suarez. Yes. Gerard. Would it be Xavi Alonso? Oof. How can that team? It'd have been Jordan Henderson. Yeah, Jordan Henderson, yeah. yeah. Jordan Henderson. But yeah, that was, was I mean, Paris, Suarez. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he, and he just kept on doing it and doing it. And I mean, when you see... As a Liverpool fan, obviously, I see Liverpool as, and, and a lot of Liverpool fans do the biggest, arguably uh, the biggest club in England, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Do you sometimes see players go from yourselves in the modern era to Barcelona, places like that, and go, why are we selling them to clubs like that? Is it frustrating? I think we've got some weird clause in our contracts now that with yeah. Barcelona to stop that happening, I think. Because it happened with Coutinho that. as well, didn't it? Yeah, but look at that. That worked out. Oh, yeah, really yeah. Strong. It didn't go well. But say Suarez, yeah. Coutinho, it, does it frustrate you? Do you think, surely, we are, we're we a big club? Do you know, I, you know, I, I, I know I'm not really typical of fans, really. I felt we should have let um, Salah go uh, last year. I, I didn't think we'd resign him. And I was the only person saying... I just think, you know, he's been great for us. He's at a moment where he wants to be paid this amount of money and he deserves it. And there's a club who could pay him it. And we should have the next Suarez because that's who we are, really. Do you know what right. I mean? And as it turns out, that would have been a better move because he's really not... I don't know, he's 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 not great at the minute. Well, he can't beat a man at the minute. I don't know yeah. why. Weird, he can't. But you saw Barney... Instead. Yeah, that's what I say. Probably would have been better the other way around. Salah going and Mane staying. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was a choice between the two, but I, I did feel like Salah was already not great. And it felt like, but it feels like every defender who plays against him now, the commentators say, he's had a great game and he's kept Salah quiet. And it's like, they can't all be having a great game, really. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's like, they had a great game, you know. You think, well... He basically, everyone has a great game against him every week now, you know. And I noticed it was a bit of a thing when he took the two of them off yesterday, wasn't it? It was a bit like, okay, you know, this is not okay, really, because you're not giving us anything going forwards and you're not protecting Trent, really, you know what I mean? So I think he's going to have to... It's weird because they've given him that contract and he'll never be going anywhere now. But I think if you said to Klopp, realistically now, I think they should have someone else who's a bit stronger on that wing and more defensive minded, really. I think that's well, every team are beating us down that wing, really, you know, and, yeah. and it's fine if he's getting the ball and scoring a goal and, you know, working his magic. But at the minute, you know, he's not, but I'm sorry, I don't know how we got onto this, but I'm someone who, uh, I, I think, I don't mind. I think players, you know, players' careers are short. They've got to do what's right for them. I don't think, you know, I think there's a moment when it's great for them to be at the club and there's a moment when they could move on, you know, and, and I don't really, you know, I don't resent, I'm so gutted to see some of the players go, 
But then it's a bit like I always equate it to like being in a band and music. You know what I mean? If you if you're a great singer, but your drummer's out of time, no one's going to like the band. And it's a bit like that in football. You've got to be playing for the right manager at the right moment in the right team to, you know, you can be good, but to be, you know, what Salah was, say, you just, you've got to have the manager playing the right tactic to suit you with the right player. And it's, it's a chemistry that is really hard to find. And when players, I understand why players want to go, but I, I don't resent them that, and I and I they rare look at Hazard, you know that they rarely, it's very rare that they replicate what they've done, and I mean that's one of the things that for Liverpool I think Klopp's performed miracles, and the owners really haven't spent any money, but everyone's okay with it because Klopp's performed a miracle. But then there was a moment when the year we won the league, I don't think we bought anybody, and there was this idea of if you're City, obviously you can just buy over a period of 10 years, the best of all the time of everything. And they're right now just at this incredible moment, you know, with Haaland and with all the players around them, you know, and, and it's an amazing thing. But it's almost like between that and, and there, I don't know, if you're Tottenham and, you know, all those, all those teams, it almost feels like he, you know, Klopp didn't buy anyone, just made the group stay together, learn each other's game. You know, and that's been destroyed now with Wijnaldum going, Origi going. So many players have gone, you know, Mane, like loads of players have gone. But there was a point where we didn't really buy anyone, but that team was all, we knew each other's game, you know, and it was almost like, is this an alternative to having every, because every year as fans, we want them to go out and spend 80, 90 million. And, and, I, and I see that if you're Real Madrid, you know, if you're at that absolutely high, which we aren't as a club, it's almost like, you might be better off not keeping a Salah and letting them go, not keeping a Cortino and, and just going. Yeah, and I think when Liverpool are at the best, it's when they do that, actually, even though it's a bit painful sometimes. Yep. It's actually, um, you know, I think it works out well in a way because it's, it's like, I always think, you know, I always think about it in my own career. And it's like when you do videos and you know nothing about videos when you're in a band, you know, it's a different thing. And in my experience, if you do a video for loads of money, they can be good or for no money. But all the ones that are in the middle, I hate, you know what I mean? Because they're all trying to do something they haven't got the budget to do or they, you know, they're trying to be something they can't be, you know what I mean? And you look at Leicester winning the league, you look at, it's almost like that middle ground, which is where Tottenham always are. And we'll see what happens with Arsenal this year, you know, and you can probably get in the Champions League, but in the end of the day, if you just... Unless you're Newcastle with unlimited funds now or whatever, or Chelsea who've had unlimited funds. But if you're just below that, I, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? I'm not sure that's a, yeah. you can do anything in that area. You yep. may as well be trying a different thing. And I think we were for a while and it was really successful. But you have to be perfect in the players you buy. And you have to be incredibly lucky with injuries, I think. Yeah, and bold and confident. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know you've, what got, I mean? you've got one more place left. Sorry. One more position, striker. Now, there are Liverpool fans and other fans who are probably going, how the hell is he going to fit X, Y, Z, 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 Z player into this one this position? <laughs> now that I've figured out the Phil Neal thing, I'm feeling a lot more confident. Uh, so, who is taking the last position? Chuck us some clues. 
Okay, well, I think this guy is a striker and a winger and never stops tackling, never stops moving, never injured, just was a revelation, exceeded my expectations uh, all the time. Because um, 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 of, of how many different people this could be, I don't know. You know, it's I not, Liverpool, isn't it? not like, I've, oh yeah, there was that, that great player in the 80s. That one's know. come to mind straight away. I'm going to say it's a player in the modern era. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, after all that you've just said. I think, uh, go on, Andrew. Are you thinking the same as me? I think I am. Go on. I want to after you all go. you've just said, is it an Egyptian? No. Oh. <laughs> he's not in. He was in, but he's not in. No. And he, he, it's a player in the modern era. He doesn't play for Liverpool. No. No. Okay. So go the other side, Marv. Yeah. Well, one who we were just talking about went to Germany. Absolutely, yeah. I thought he was... Bayern Munich. Sani Mane. Yeah. I think when people look back, he'll be associated with a golden time at the club. And it was almost like he's the first guy who clocked balls. And it was almost like the beginning of that era. And it was like a winger from Southampton, you know who might be okay. Everyone said we paid too much for him. And it almost feels like, I think next season we will rebuild and Klopp will come again. But it does feel like Sadio Mane coming and going might bookend a golden moment for the club, you know. Yeah. He's a fantastic, fantastic player. And, and, I mean, do you... So where do you, where do you sit at Anfield? Do you sit in behind the goal? Where do you sit all the time? No, do you know what? I just want to say actually as well, what I love about Sadio Mane is the fact that he sends all his wages back to where he came from. He does all that stuff. And every time I see him talk or doing it, he's such a great guy. Do you know what I mean? He's who's got a smile on his face. Yeah, he's just, it's almost like he's just great. I love him. Uh, That's what I was asking about where you sit at Anfield because the position yeah. he played he cut in so well, and I wasn't sure if you could sit behind him or watch the balls go in. Where where do you sit? Well, for years, we had these great seats, which were sort of halfway up in the main stand on the uh, halfway line. So it was a brilliant view of everything. And when they redeveloped the stadium, they nicked our seats for the media uh, or for something. Oh. Not the media, actually, for something. I don't know. I don't know why. They wouldn't let us keep them. And they moved us. So we're now in the new very high stand, but we're in a, we're in row one. So it's quite good because we're just behind all the media, so we can see replays and we can hear what everyone's saying, <laughs> which is quite <laughs> weird. Uh, so you're the only a, ones that can see the VAR because Anfield hasn't got a big screen, is it? No, there's no screen. So you're so the only ones who can watch yeah, the VAR yeah, thing. We, the people near me, we can shout to James Carrigan, what, what are they going? He's like, no, you know, <laughs> all that, you know. Um, so it's it's quite, and to be honest, it was a, it's very high. So at first it was a bit like, oh, but actually it's it's a great spot to watch it because you see the whole game, you can see everything that's going on. So actually I, I do really like my seat now. Awesome. Awesome. Marvin, over to you. Excellent. So, um, Ian, um, just to go, I mean, you have been quiet. I mean, in regards to um, music stuff, you know, just tell us a little bit now what you, I mean, what you're doing and what you, um, what you've been up to lately. I know um, your son Riley is your manager now, and um, 
thank you for him for like being an structure in this and so making sure that you knew making that, me do something yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and is Riley again is he a Liverpool fan oh yeah Riley's a big big Liverpool fan like since since he was little yeah and, so uh, yeah so just go just go over what, yeah, what you've been doing and what you're up to well I haven't been doing actually the last few years I've really enjoyed just being a troubadour and not worrying about recording and just playing live really and I think that's a lot to do with Riley. Riley started playing guitar with me. And I think I'd lost a bit of focus and I was kind of just not, not, not that committed to it all. And when, you, when, it's, when, you're, when it's you and it's not a group, you have musicians playing with you. And sometimes if you lose focus, you can become not a very good band and stuff. And then when Riley started playing guitar with me, I mean, it gave me the feeling I'd like him to know what it's like to play in a really great band. So to give it a football parlance, I think I'd slip to the bottom of the championship, you know, and, uh, and push him away back into the Premier League now. But I, whether I make it or not, I don't, I don't know. But we're definitely climbing the championship. Uh, so I've got a new album out, which seems to be, you know, being quite well received uh, critically, which is unusual for me. And... It's an what's that called? What's that called? The album it's called? called "See You in the Stars," and uh, it's out in about two or three weeks. It's a single called "Emily Smiles" uh, that's on radio at the moment, getting a fair bit of play, which is really nice. And we have a tour in the UK uh, starting in about three weeks, three and a half weeks t- towards the back end of. Uh, November, uh, back end of October into November. And uh, I'm really looking, we're, we're going to be joined on the tour by Badly Drawn Boy. He's going to be playing as well. So we complement each other quite well. Going to be playing a lot of the hit songs that everyone wants to hear, a few off the albums that we don't usually play, and a couple of new ones. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be a real good night of music, you know. And then leading into the World Cup. Just a few weeks after that, Three Lions' new version will be reissued and we'll probably do a bit of stuff around that as well. So it's a busy year. Uh, and, yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's definitely given me a, a bit of a, you know, I'm really looking forward to the tour. I think we're a really good band again now, I should yeah. say that, because, uh, you know, <laughs> we've recovered. We've got a beautiful band. I love everyone in the band. Our drummer is a guy called James Sharrock, Jim Sharrock, and his uncle was our original drummer. So he sort of grew up at the side of the stage with Riley, lives and breathes all the songs, uh, and is part of the family. Martin, the bass player, has played with me forever, and Adele's played with me for the last five years on the keyboards, and we're a tight little unit, and we're really good. So it's it, and, and part of that, because we were so, it was such a lovely time for the band, I think that's partly what inspired me to do an album after 15 years, you know, and, and get back there, kind of uh, get back in the in the mix of things, really. So it's a it's a positive and happening time. Great, excellent, Thank excellent. You. Well. Um, what I want to say on behalf of myself and Marv is thank you so much for giving up so much of your time. Um, great I know, fun. like you said, really you're a football good. nut. You did very well to guess all those up there so quick. I mean, obviously really crap at it. You got them all in about two guesses. So, you know. I the should've... most important thing is 
if our listeners like it and you had fun, that's the most important thing. Um, and I want to say on behalf of myself, thank you so much for your time. And that was Ian Brody's My Best Eleven. <laughs>